everybody. Welcome to We Talk Photo, our podcast around landscape, nature, and everything else photography related. I'm one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me as always is Jack Graham. How you doing, Jack? I guess I'm saying good morning to everybody. It's yeah, morning we're, here in the Pacific Northwest. Good we're morning. doing this in Thank the morning, so we've got our our coffee at the ready and we're ready to go for uh, for this episode. So so today we have a wonderful guest on our episode and this man has done a lot to spread the gospel of landscape photography to many many people. He is the founder, publisher, editor and all-around bottle washer for Landscape Photography Magazine. Dimitri Vasiliu, welcome to the program. Nice meeting you guys. Well, Dimitri and I go back some years. Um, I think I met you, Dimitri, when you first started the magazine. Well, how long has it been now? Well, I started in uh, March 2011. Wow. It will be 10 years next year. Wow. That's, that's big. Wow. It doesn't seem that long, but, you know, it's, it, time flies when you're having fun. And I have to, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, folks, if you don't subscribe, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end. But um, I'd say there's one or two, maybe three publications uh, in, in on the planet right now that I read every month and, and there's a lot of, a lot of things around a lot of magazines, print magazines are going away, but there's a lot of stuff to read, but there's nothing better than landscape photography magazine. And, and we'll talk about this in depth here in a couple of minutes, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a great resource. And if you don't subscribe yet, give it a try. You'll, you'll, You'll be uh, you'll be very pleased, Dimitri. Tell us how, when, and why you decided to get into the magazine business, and why you know landscape photography. Uh, well, see if you asked me that about nine years ago, it would be much easier to answer. It's been so, it's been so long, <laughs> but from what I remember is the reason I wanted to start the magazine is that uh, well I was a landscape photographer prior to that obviously and uh, this was the base how how I managed to start the magazine but the reason why I wanted to start the magazine was the fact that I had subscribed a few years before 2011 to a variety of magazines here in the UK just in the UK and I'm talking about landscape and outdoor photography magazines. Mm-hmm. And uh, after about one year of the subscriptions, uh, I realized that, hold on a minute, they keep repeating themselves. For instance, <laughs> I was getting a bit tired of uh, every autumn to read the, about the five uh, tips. How to five top tips on how to photograph autumn colors, and the same for winter, and the same. And I thought, hold on a minute, surely there must be something better out there. Unfortunately, there was nothing better out there. And uh, I decided with a friend who knew about designing, 
I decided to, to start a magazine. Uh, basically, nothing serious, nothing professional, or just just for my, myself, friends, and the, the circle of photographers that I knew anyway, from a, a variety of uh, forums, uh, probably about 500 people. But within six months, the whole thing exploded. And I thought, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> this is serious. I need to do something better than this. And uh, I think it was within uh, less than two years after the first publication uh, that uh, I had to get in, in touch with uh, some people and get a professional designer and rethink of the whole thing and make it look professional, obviously. And uh, that was it, really. Well, it certainly does look professional, and, you know, from its inception, <clears throat> it was professional. And same, same professional, however, I did not want to have the, the look of every other magazine. We are based on uh, not only iconography, on sketch, on a red and yellow boxes and this kind of thing. I wanted things very, very simple. I, I wanted the magazine based on images and text. I wanted the readers to look at the pictures and think, wow, this is a beautiful picture, and read the story that escorts that picture, or the article of the feature, or the, the text of the feature, anyway. Well, I, and, I, will, I will tell you, though, that the magazines in Europe, I think, have always rendered images better on better quality paper, better quality rendition than, you know, I don't want to mention any names, but the premier magazine here in the United States, I, I really, for a long time, they've, they've done a great job, but seeing the images, you know, on a screen and you're very picky on what you put in there. I think that oh, that's yes. really what makes a difference. Yes, Definitely. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's beyond looks. That's the thing that originally attracted me all these years ago to read the magazine was the content. It's not how it looked. Granted, beautiful images, but this was about the content, the way the images were displayed and the people, the, the contributors that you had writing articles to this magazine. And that's that's what hooked me and that's what's kept me for all these years. John, you are spot on. So today, Dimitri, um, do you have uh, is there is there a, a stable of writers that you have that contribute every month, or is it random? Yes, well, I do have a set of uh, of authors. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them write for two, three years, and then they say, you know, um, I had enough and they, they might come back again and so on. But I always have uh, a set of, uh, of authors who uh, write for the magazine. Apart from that, however, I also allow ordinary photographers to write for the magazine. And you, you will see that almost every month. You, you might say a one-off article from John Pedersen, for instance. Uh, basically... Someone can go on the website. Uh, there is clear instructions on how to submit a feature, a full article. They do so. I have a look. 
with my assistant. And uh, if I think, yeah, that's quite an inspiring article, then we publish it. And that's it, as simple as that. How, how much editing do you have to do on things like that? Do you do you go in and have to tweak and edit it for publication? or? <laughs> I don't believe in too much editing. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't, I don't believe in it. Uh, at some point, I managed to write an article, a feature, a full feature for one of the UK magazines. Uh, when it was published, uh, I think if I remember, if off the top of my head, uh, the feature was about 800 words or something like that. And when it was published, half of those words were not mine. Hmm. I had was, the same problem, and I won't mention which one, but it was a UK magazine. There's no need to mention. There's yep. no need for names. Yep. But uh, I realized that, hold on, I mean, I did not write this feature. And uh, on top of that, what really ticked me off was the fact that there was a, a box on my feature with Dimitri's five top tips. <laughs> <laughs> now, gentlemen, Dimitri does not do <laughs> tips, especially top tips. There is no such thing as a, as a top tip. You want to, uh, you want a good tip? I'll give you a good tip. Well, I, I was John and I kid, John and I kid around about it all the time. In fact, I'm going to give you the top tip, Dimitri. <laughs> the photograph fall color. You want to know what it is? What's that? Photograph during the fall. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best John tip. and I kid around about it all yeah. the time. Hilarious. And the best, the best tip on how to improve your photography is, well, the next five years, spend them doing photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, slow down and read Outdoor Photography Magazine. Yeah. So anyway, back to the subject. Since, since then, that, that really ticked me off. I did not, I disliked it. Uh, and uh, the authors who write regularly for the magazine, they're good authors anyway. So there's a very, mi very minimal amount of editorial. I try to publish the magazine, sorry, I try to publish if that specific feature in the magazine exactly as it was intended. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's it. Now, saying that, I have the ordinary photographers were not professional authors, obviously. I do get some of their features which need a bit of editorial. Someone is from Poland, for instance. Great photographer. Uh, he, he can write 1,000 words, but English is not his first language. I try, I do my best to showcase his intentions, mm -hmm. but make sure the feature is readable in a proper way. Mm -hmm. And that's as far as it goes. Oh, mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, th I think that's so amazing, Dimitri, that, that you know, it's inspiring for amateur and even other professional photographers to know that, hey, there's this great avenue to possibly get published without going through a major corporate magazine chain and, and all the all that all those hoops. And so I yeah. think that the avenue that you give people is such an amazing gift to this community. Well, more so, what's, what's really interesting to me, and mm. I've actually had this conversation with uh, some of the management at a certain magazine in, uh, in, in the United States, 
if you don't advertise in the back of their magazine for your workshops or whatever you're doing, you know, if you if you run big ads, they're going to publish your work, and it's uh, it's a you know uh, quid pro quo, as they say. Uh, and outdoor, uh, landscape uh, photography magazine does not operate that way. Dimitri runs a first class operation and. Um, in fact, I know you do run some advertising. I know you run workshop advertising, and I don't even think you charge for that, do you? We, the adver- advertising, we try to keep it to a, a minimum. For instance, in a, a few years ago, I think it was a, a two, three years ago, we had a, there was a lot of demand for advertising. And even then, I don't think we had any more than eight adverts, full full page adverts in the magazine from big companies. Uh, currently, I think we have about four. Now, at the back end of the magazine, we have the classified section, which is dedicated for for photo tours and workshops, specifically for photo tours and workshops. We usually have a few adverts in there. Now since March, due to COVID-19, what we decided to do was to have the entire section free of charge. And mm-hmm. the, so any photographer who runs photo tours and, uh, and, and workshops, uh, they, they can send us their advert. Actually, there is, there is a, a drop-down uh, promotion on, on, on the website that tells you that. And it's been all these months we have been running it for free. There are quite a few adverts in there, more than 60, I think, currently. And we'll probably have to get you some, huh, John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Well, <laughs> well, we've been promoting it since since April. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I'll do it tomorrow, you know. Send us your adverts. I mean, and, we... and, 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 you know, I, I think we're what we're waiting for is waiting for the world to come back to life here at some point. Well, that's the reason why we did it. We don't want all this. Well, we can understand how difficult it is in this day and age. I mean, there is photographers out there. That was their their bread and butter, and they do nothing there. There is nothing moving. So my decision was, why don't we just give those people a boost? At least, if we cap, if we have it free every month, at least those people will get a bit of exposure, a bit of promotion. And that was the idea. And it looks like we will, we will keep doing it until things come a bit more normal. Yeah. I bet your readership's up, though, in the last year, correct, with people it staying out? Yes, even more than, than what it was. It's always been good. Uh, we have a lot of subscribers, but especially this year, there was a good boost because people had not, well, landscape photographers had nothing else to do, really, and uh, they had more time to spend reading. Mm -hmm. And now you mentioned something, though, that I did not, uh, your question, I did not answer it. Uh, Those people who advertise their photo tours, can they write for the magazine? The answer is yes. And not only them, everyone can write for the magazine. As long as the article is suitable for publication, we will publish it, and every article gets paid for. 
Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Whoever send us an article, if we decide, yes, we will publish it, that person, that photographer, will get paid. Well, one thing I do want people to know, though, Dimitri, and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, you've got a lot of inventory right now on articles. Am I correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Articles-wise, I think uh, I don't think I have an available slot before August or September next year. Wow, it's a good position to be in. Yeah, and images. I think we have enough images to keep the magazine going for the next two or maybe three years. Do you ever think of putting out? Um, a separate issue of just images that people have submitted that are worthy of just an image issue uh, for sale over and above the subscription? No, not really. Like a, a gallery, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, not really. Uh, what we try to do is once a year, we have missed it this year due to COVID, but we will start it again next year. Uh, once a year, usually in March, I think it is, we have uh, a free annual issue. We give it to everyone for free. Uh, the annual issue contains some of the features, a few, we can't have them all, a mm -hmm. few of the pictures from the previous year and uh, a good hefty image gallery and people can download for free. That's the only thing we do. And occasionally in the past, we have published um, uh, autumn colors, for instance, a gallery with images of uh, autumn or mm -hmm. wind and so on. But it all depends on how busy we are and, and if, we, if there's enough time to, to do all this because it, it requires a lot of time, design, editorial. Oh, no. Yeah, no I was doubt. I was going to ask you, Dimitri. Is this kind of your full time job? What's it like to to push out an issue? Is it how much work is it? It's quite a bit of work involved. It it is a full time, although uh, it does leave me enough time to go once a month on a, to run a photo tour or to go for my own photography, obviously, uh, for a week. Uh, but that's all. I should. I would say that about one week a month I can take off. Hmm. Uh, the rest, the magazine keeps me busy. Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. One one of the things that I I I I, I think is a great um, a great thing about y your magazine is that there's an archive of of now almost ten years of articles. I I I've. I, I had somebody who reminded me to give you a call a couple of weeks ago. I actually got an email from somebody that said they read uh, the, the, uh, one of the articles I had uh, you published of mine. It's got to be about six, seven years ago now. Probably, and, yes. and they went back and read that, and they said, boy, I, I really enjoyed that. And I said, boy, that's been in there a long time, you know. <laughs> so you, you know, folks can go back, you know, through – you can yes. just search mechanism. You can put in topics. You could put in people. You can put in all yes. sorts of things, and 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 read read eleven years, yeah. you know, worth of of inventory. We have a, one uh, membership level which allows you to read three issues. If you do, if 
if you want to try, for instance, you mm-hmm. can you can subscribe for three issues and then you can obviously upgrade your subscription. Uh, the second level we have is uh, 12 issues for one year. Uh, and you are allowed, of course, to download 12 issues. But the third level we have, the, what we call Platinum, which costs £45. That is for the next two years. It's a two-year subscription, which allows you to download the current plus 23 future issues plus all back issues from day one. That amazing. And today we have 117, I think we are on, yeah, 117th issue we are right now. So there's a lot of material there. So, Dimitri, for those of you who don't know, I guess the, the, you just let out a little bit of a secret. You're you're located in the UK, in Scotland, correct? That is correct. Well, well I wasn't born here. That's why we heard the pounds. So, mm-hmm. yes, there is um, on on the website when you subscribe on the platinum, for instance, there is uh, three options of payment. The ones in pounds, in euro. And US dollar, mm-hmm. so you can pay the payment. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. simple. And folks, I have to tell you, it just don't waste your time. Just, just, just subscribe to the platinum version. You're going to do it anyhow. I, I, I guarantee you. It will give you a lot of content. Yeah, you, you need to make sure you have enough time to read everything. <laughs> you know, just, just do it and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's all good. Dimitri, what do you like to do? Let's leave the magazine alone for a minute. Yeah. Um, in your own rights, you're a, a, an excellent, an excellent, excellent photographer. And, and I've never been on one of your workshops. I know people who have, and they've, they've said, raved about them. Tell us what you like. What do you, what do you like to do? And what do you do over there? And, and it's a beautiful country you live in. And i if I remember right, you're by the water, correct? Yes, I'm by the sea. Uh, I live on a seaside, kind of small town, I would say, not mm-hmm. village. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done much photography in Scotland lately because I was quite busy and uh, I was uh, running photo tours abroad and I wanted to photograph places abroad for instance I, I managed to one year I managed to come to, to America I photographed the same time Zion Bryce and uh, all the way down to Arizona it was a 21 day trip uh, so that kept me quite busy which meant that uh, I could I, I didn't have the time to photograph Scotland now saying that I have already photographed Scotland in my previous years and uh, it is my intention of starting again photographing Scotland in the, in the near future. Well, you're in good company up there. There's a number of really, really excellent photographers that live. I don't know if they live by you, but I know they live in Scotland, and it's oh, a yeah. very so. It's on my list here when this uh, yeah. when we come back to life, like I say. So. Maybe well, one of these years we ought to run a trip together. So we have beautiful country, and uh, although you know you know how it goes, once you have visited your own places, 
then you take them for granted and you will, you want to go somewhere else. So my intention was last year, no, this year, sorry, this year, my intention was to visit Utah, the deserts. Mm-hmm. But that didn't materialize, obviously, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I will manage it next next summer. You have yeah, some beautiful desert land. I I love desolate and I, I don't know. There is something about desolation, you know, I, yeah. it, that attracts me. Yeah, uh, yeah. It can it can be simple and strong and and and. Sometimes those really sparse landscapes are some of the yes. more powerful images. Yes, you have some some gorgeous places in Utah, and I, and I want to visit them. There's something about installation that attracts me photographically, obviously. Yeah, outstanding. Well, if you if you make it back to the U.S., you ought to uh, come visit Jack and I up here in the Pacific Northwest. There's desolation here too, by the yeah. way. It's, it's just green. Well, green is good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of green there and a lot of gray, I would imagine. Yes, I, I love Canada. Uh, I, I think the past few years, I have visited Canada every other year. And the last couple of years I visited during the winter. I love Abraham Lake and uh, the surrounding area. Did you get there in uh, in January when the, yes. the, the gas bubbles were in the ice? Yes, yes, yes. That's that's right. Uh, I love to go back. Uh, my intention was to go back this January coming, but uh, I don't think it will materialize due to COVID. I'm yeah. a bit skeptical with the whole thing. I'd rather be safe than sorry. You know what's happening? No, I'll tell you what's happening here. I don't know if it's happening in in in, uh, in your in your area, but you know these areas are becoming very well known, and in, in between everybody publishing images on social media and everything else, you know, you used to go up to some of these areas and there'd be nobody there, and now you can't. You, I mean, it's so crowded. It's hard to even get a parking spot. It's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I yes. mean, when when we were up in Abraham in January, trying to get people out of your shots when you're doing the the methane bubbles was it was getting yeah. crazy. How many people were up there? Yes, hey, Dimitri, were you in? Do I remember right? Were you in Norway this past uh, this past winter? I was. Yes, in uh, I think it was February. I yeah, was, that's what I thought. I thought we were there pretty close at the same time, if I remembered right. Were we? Yeah, I was down in uh, Lofoten, doing that whole area. Well, that's where that's where we we were as well. We were based in the Lechness. Yeah, yeah, we started there and then moved down mm-hmm. and and did that whole did that whole area. Gorgeous, beautiful area in the winter. Yeah. Where, where, do you, where do you fly out of, Dimitri? Where's your closest big city? For Lofoten? For, for flying anywhere. Oh, Scotland. Anyway. Uh, Glasgow, Edinburgh. Okay. Glasgow is about 40 minutes drive from here. Edinburgh is one hour, 15 minutes. But when I fly to Lofoten, I, I drive north to Aberdeen because mm-hmm. there's connections between Aberdeen and uh, Norway. We have a lot of Norwegians 
I don't know if you know, we have the, um, the oil platforms yep. north of Aberdeen. Yep. And uh, w- there are connections between Norway and Scotland for the, for the oil platforms. So there is a direct flight from uh, Aberdeen to um, a couple of uh, Norwegian, South Norway places. Well, I would imagine that you, you know, you, you, you folks over in, uh, in, in Scotland, you probably have the same problem if you go up to, you know, the Isle of Skye and some of these other very well-known areas. It's probably gotten very, very touristy, maybe a little bit na- less now. Who knows? But in America, the national parks are open and they're fairly crowded. Uh, the good thing that. about Scotland is that it's it's not very busy during the winter. Yeah. During summer, yes. But the thing is, uh, I don't do any photography in Scotland in, during the summer. Yeah. Uh, especially the West Coast, which is the most beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in the summertime is an absolute nightmare with midges. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> God, you don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So between early May and late September, <laughs> I wouldn't go. Well, we have the same problem here with people. I, I, I quit going to Iceland in the summer. I quit going to the Grand Teton National Park in the fall. It's just too many people. I, I just, yes. I just, yes you right. can't. One, one, uh, one morning, I counted over 150 tripods at Oxbow Bend and Teton what? National Park. Yeah, I yeah. stopped, and I stopped counting. There was more. Oh, yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, getting back to, getting back to your mag- – I'm sorry. Go ahead. And that's for one picture. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing, amazing concept. But Well, it's bad for us, but very good for camera companies. It, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And I'm not so sure how they're doing these days, but I think everybody's waiting for the waiting for the end here, if it ever comes. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans, getting back to the magazine for a minute, do you have any plans on making any changes or is there anything coming that we should know about? And, and maybe not. Changes on the publication, which is successful, are not recommended. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. We are creatures of habit. And when things change, we don't like it. For instance, you go to the lo- your local supermarket and you know where everything is. You go straight there, you buy it and so on. And all of a sudden they make changes. And you get lost. You have no idea. Oh, my goodness, well, what's going on? Where is the bread, for instance? <laughs> it's very similar with a magazine. If it gets old, the style of it gets old, uh, and I mean the design style gets old, yes, it is recommended to make changes, but not on a regular basis. Now, don't get me wrong, if you get today's issue, the, the latest issue, and you check an issue from two and a half years ago, you will, you will probably, you will notice right away that the text, the, the font, the main font, the body font, is different. So small changes do take place, but on a very gradual way, so they are not being noticed. Uh, for instance, we used to have a font, which at some point I thought that, oh, I found this new font. It's 
better. It's much more easily legible. So we replace the font. Titles, for instance, uh, article titles. Again, we have replaced the font every two, three years. If something better comes along, we will replace it. But mm -hmm. because it happens slowly and gradually, you do not notice it. Yeah, hmm. I, th I think that's a great point. Try not to make too many big changes because we, yes. we, we come to love something and we don't want to see it change. So I think that's a really good strategy. What, uh, hey, Dimitri, let me ask you, what, uh, how do you plan out your issues, like in terms of themes? I mean, do you do, you do themes every month or do yeah. you, you know, do you have a, a, an idea or a genesis for each of the issues coming up? How does that work? No, not really. Uh, sometimes I make uh, a change. Uh, one feature that I had planned for April, for instance, I might move it towards May and the, the May one move it in, in April, but small changes like this. But usually I don't plan, I, I don't like having September, October, November, nothing but autumn right. features. No, what, because what is autumn in Scotland, for instance? Well, it's not autumn in Australia, is it? <laughs> no. That's <laughs> a good this point. Is, this is a worldwide magazine. I mean, I feel bad when I... Every month we have uh, an assignment. And uh, I feel bad when, I, when the next assignment, for instance, is uh, uh, snow scenes. Because I know that some, in some places around the world, it doesn't snow. <laughs> so I feel bad for those people, those photographers. And that, th that's really kind of the cool little dynamic is that normally we're used to print magazines that have a very limited geographic distribution. But yes. being a digital magazine, you truly are global where you have much different climates throughout your readership. And, and that's... I hadn't really thought about that before. That's really cool. Well, one time that I, I decided to, to check out our subscription base, just from curiosity to see what countries uh, our subscribers are based, it was over 100 countries. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's big. And now you, have, you have to deal with, or you have to, to think of all these people. Now, from time to time, I have had the odd request. For instance, I had someone at some point who said to me, are you thinking of publishing the magazine in French at any, at any point? <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> if I start doing this, yeah. and the Germans will start saying, oh, how about in German? <laughs> of course, you'll be producing a hundred different languages. Exactly. So, so you know, hey, Dimitri, let me ask you, you know, so we don't really talk a lot about gear here on our program. There's a lot of folks that talk about all the nitty gritty around gear. And yep. and uh, it, and that's kind of the cool thing about the magazine as well, is that it doesn't really rely on technology or gear or the latest and greatest stuff. Um, I assume that's kind of a conscious decision on your part. Yes, John. It is exactly for the, the reason that, that you mentioned. If you want a gear review, there are so many websites out there that you can go and read a, a review about a specific product. I do the same. Uh, 
we, we have run reviews, gear reviews in the past, but they were sponsored reviews. Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny? When you read certain magazines um, that take a lot of advertising, they don't dare say anything bad about the gear belonging to the people who advertise with them. And, yes. and you typically don't get the real accurate information because they have to be courteous. We try not to stick to that rule. So if, in the past, for instance, I obviously will not mention a company. We, we reviewed one of their products, but I had asked the reviewer specifically to tell me, to write down anything that he did not like about the product. And we published it in a, in a nice way, obviously. Mm-hmm. We didn't put down the product. We, we published it in a way as a kind of request. You know, it would be nice if that feature was A, B, and C instead of D, E, F. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if the, the company was listening <laughs> to our suggestion, it wasn't a, a bad critique in a way. It was a suggestion, but a suggestion that was obvious to the reader that we were not happy with that feature. Yeah, and that, and that's that's kind of the the cool thing, though, for for you folks that are listening out there. You know, there's tons of resources for technical gear reviews. A lot of people do a great job of it, but Landscape Photography Magazine is about the art and the craft of shooting landscape photography. It's not about the tools. It's about the art and the craft of doing it. And and that's why I think it's resonated so much with me is, you know, tools are tools, but this is the thought process around how you go about capturing these great images. So, Precisely. yeah, Dimitri, what are, what are you shooting no. with these days? Let me ask you that real quick. Keep, keep, that, th- keep that thought. Oh, okay. For a minute. Uh, yes, that's the idea. My idea of the magazine is inspiration. I want to inspire people through the magazine, obviously. I want to inspire people to go out and do photography. It's not about technicalities, because one way or another, you will start from scratch and you will learn. At some point, I had a discussion with a friend of mine, and uh, he was saying to me, are you going to have technical articles you know, constantly, uh, on a monthly basis. And I said, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't like having a technical article on a monthly basis because you will enjoy this technicality this month, but eight months from now, this subject will be irrelevant to you because you will know it. So I will be forcing you to read the next technicality, which you know already, why are you publishing that? I know it already. So what we did, and actually he took over the subject. I said to him, sit down and write a series of articles on technical level. For instance, this month we will publish all about ISO. Next month we'll publish all about aperture. And what it, what, what is it? How to use it? Blah, blah, blah. A, a full feature. Now, we publish them in a series of articles, and then we, we put them together in an ebook 
and this ebook can be bought from the website. So mm-hmm. if you are new, instead of keep reading the same thing over and over every month, you you can purchase the ebook, read all about it, learn, and then spend your time reading the magazine and being inspired. Good point. Yep. That's the idea. Now on your last question, that was what are you using? What, what what do you carry around with you? Right. Okay. Now, this will be advert- advertorial. <laughs> <laughs> I have been photographing with quite a few brands, apart from Nikon, Nikon, as you call it in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a Canon photographer, a Canon shooter, but at some point I started getting a bit disappointed with Canon. It, they were not catching up with the competition and uh, they were not listening. And basically I had enough when they decided to bring out the, land, the camera for landscape photographers. Uh, I think it was the one, the very first one that was 50 million pixels or something. Yeah. And actually I had placed an order for it. But when I read the specs, the specification about it, I thought, this is nothing but the 5D Mark II that I already have with a bigger sensor on it. Who are the upgrades? So I cancelled the order. Anyway, uh, to cut a long story short, I have then I moved to Olympus, which I oh. loved the, the size of it. Oh. I loved some amazing features that they had. Yep especially for long exposures and so on, time uh, time something, I can't remember how it was called. The last one, the ones I'm using now, is the Fujifilm GFX, the 15 million pixels, which I absolutely love. And uh, another Fujifilm, uh, I think it's X-T3 or something like that, a smaller one, mm-hmm. which is much more flexible with lenses. Because mm-hmm. I use long lenses and so on. I when I when I look at the landscape, the first thing I I notice is what is three hundred yards away, <laughs> not in front of me, right. not the wide angle. Uh, I love the the GFX. I find it absolutely amazing camera. I love the colors. Uh, the dynamic range is far superior than anything else I had uh, ever used. It's uh, Stunning, and I, I also use old Mamiya lens mm-hmm. with with, a, with adapter, of course. Mm-hmm. And but the most important part of it is that it allows me to use a twenty-four millimeter tilt and shift lens. Yeah, I, I'm. I, you know, I, I, I I'm pretty kind of close with the folks at Fuji, and I've been asking for them to bring in a tilt shift lens for. First, the GFX, I think it would be a, a real a real good addition to their lineup, and I haven't heard what they're doing. But The thing is, Jack, that if they bring out a, a tilt-and-shift lens, the, the first thing that comes to mind, that it will be over $3,000. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. At least, that's the minimum. Price, yeah. like I can do on it. No doubt, it's more likely to be between four and five thousand dollars. Yeah. Now, 
I am using uh, Samyang. I was going to say yep. Samsung. No, that's a different company. I'm using a, a Samyang 24. Mm-hmm. I bought second hand for about 300 pounds. Wow. With an adapter. Now, because it's a tilt and shift lens, the image circle is quite big. So it covers the entire sensor. There's no blind spots. There's no vignetting, nothing yeah. at all. Interesting. And the, I was, now you might say to me, how come you're not using a Canon tilt and shift, which is a better quality? The thing is, the Canon does not have manual aperture. It's stuck at 2.8 or whatever the, the lens can mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to put uh, an adapter that can adjust the aperture, whereas the Samyang has an aperture ring on the lens, and I can change it from there. Hmm. It's I'm a very old-fashioned, a very manual person. I yeah. always love manual. Well, it's, it's, that's one of the benefits of the Fujifilm system. Is 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 yes. Aperture rings are still yeah. fun to use, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Dimitri, uh, I have to tell you that it's been a real pleasure having you here, and it's been too long. Um, we should have done this a long time ago. I, I'm, I, 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 yeah. John, I'm embarrassed to say that, but it's it's my fault. Um, folks, we are busy, Jack. We are yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's still, <laughs> you know, you you run such a great operation over there in a magazine. I, and I, I know it sounds like I'm advertising for you guys, and, and that's not not really what I'm trying to do. Uh, I, I've read the magazine since issue one, and it is well worth everybody's time to at least check it out if you have it already. Um, all the information you need to subscribe is on their website, uh, which, Dimitri, would you just uh, tell everybody what the website is? Yes, it's very simple. Landscapephotographymagazine.com. All one word, no spaces or anything. There you go. And uh, you can contact contact, uh, the magazine. Dimitri will get it. Uh, If you have any questions or articles or whatever you want to get involved with, Please do. Um, and let me just throw in also, Dimitri, you, you guys are really um, active on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you guys are all over social media. And so folks, yes. follow follow him and see a lot of the great content that they put out. Now, some, some people think that uh, I do nothing else all day but social media because a lot of the <laughs> – the stuff is automated and it's under my name. <laughs> yeah, I've had that thought myself. <laughs> That's not the case. For, yeah. for, in, for instance, one time I was in Iceland and I was uh, I was running a photo tour and I was driving at the time. And one of the passengers says to me, oh, you're a very multitasking man. And I said, oh, not, not really, no. Well, just right now, he says, you just published, a, uh, you just shared something on, on Facebook. But you're driving. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. But yes, we are active uh, in social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Flickr, and so on. There is a small team that does all that. Terrific. Terrific. Well, anyhow, it, you know, it, it's been great having you. Um, folks, if you have any questions, uh, we'll have links to the magazine on our podcast show notes. 
on you can just click on it and it'll take you right there um john anything i'm leaving out no sir uh just comments questions whatever send us a uh drop us an email we talk photo at gmail.com and i think we have a wrap i think we do too folks thank you so much for listening dimitri it's been an honor yes it's been a pleasure to have you with us and again folks don't just just subscribe just and, do it and do the platinum be done with it you'll thank us yep. everybody thank you all until the next time i'll uh, say good morning and john we'll talk later dimitri you hang in and it's great to hear you and maybe one of these days john and i'll okay. make our way over to scotland okay very good thanks dimitri bye folks bye now